what's up what's good and welcome back for another episode on the glow up i'm your host glow and we're gonna talk about what needs to be talked about on air spilling all the tea holding back no punches what's up what's good y'all it's your girl glow and we are back with another episode on the glow up first we're gonna shout out spotify for allowing me to broadcast on their platform and now we're gonna welcome our guest of the week Melanie fucking B. My girl, my good sis, pushing 20 years of friendship. As many of y'all may remember us as a dynamic duo, the littest to ever do it. I mean, if you encountered us in our prime, you know the vibes, the most thorough bitches to ever bust it up with. I mean, like, not literally, like, bust it up. <laughs> but, but literally, like, what's up, Mel? How you doing? Thanks for coming on the show. What's up, y'all? You know who the fuck it is, Mel being this bitch. Ooh. But you know me, you just do what I do when I do it. Ooh. Ooh should I do it? You know what I mean? There it is. There it is. <laughs> Listen, we already got started. We sipping on that honey one time for old time's sake. You know, we outgrown old habits, but this stuff that we do, um, what we used to do regularly, but is um, Every day. Yeah, you know, something like that. <laughs> We definitely used to get this walking. Y'all already know what's going on. So, listen. As y'all heard, my girl is doing a damn thing. She's doing what she do when she do it. <laughs> Period. So, we're here this week to talk to the people. We're talking to the people about outgrowing them old habits. The shit that we really couldn't live without at one point. Child, so much has changed since 2016. <laughs> Literally, childs, yeah. children. The kids. Them kids. <laughs> you already know. But um, we're going to run it back for the one time on this episode. Remind you of um, how dope we were and still are because we still dope. Let's, let's just get that straight. Let's um, set the record straight. We still live out here. Y'all know what's going on. But we're going to talk about them times that you know um, was the best times of the best times. Damn. Was the best times of the best times, but oh my goodness, we're gonna talk about it. We're gonna take you through the journey, and um, we're gonna talk about how we have had to shed those old habits that really was the best times of our life. But as life moves on and as we go through different things, um, some stuff just not as appealing to you as adults, as a mom, as you know, responsibility changes. So, we're gonna talk about it. Um, and we're going to get to it. We're going to jump right into it. What's up? Okay, so we did mention 2016, so we're going to go back to that. 2016, if we want to talk about it, it was really that year for everybody that I particularly know. Everybody want to relive 2016. If I go back and relive that year 10 different fucking times, I promise you I will. Mind you, I do love my child. He was born in 2017. Right, right. But I was in my motherfucking prime Listen. in 2016. We did everything under the sun together. We was outside. Like, we didn't really have too many responsibilities like we do now. So we was <laughs> and really we outside. We was getting to that money. What? We was getting to that bank. 2016 like, was that girl. Yeah. Talk about it. If I could have went back and in 2016 and saved up all that money bitch we would have been up bitch uh, like stupid up. stupid up but we, we was having we fun no no we we on our way yeah, that's definitely for up. sure we on our way but if i would if i had the mindset that i do now we would have been on some different different shit but 
Let's talk about 2016, though. Go tell, let's, let's, let's talk about that shit, because you know. You know it. Listen, 2016, I'm not condoning violence. <laughs> Look, I'm not condoning violence. I'm not condoning, you know, getting drunk every day, you know. Um, damn, y'all, the fire department came through because they knew we had that fire. Yeah, that <laughs> yeah. shit was born in that. Mm. <laughs> Look, thinking, just thinking about it. But listen. That was definitely a year to enjoy, to really just, like, reflect. Like like I said, well, like Melanie said, we didn't have no responsibilities. We was getting to that check. It was definitely a time where we was just living life and being free. I'm talking about taking trips. I'm mm-hmm. talking about that if I got invited. Okay. Yeah. Listen, if I got invited, if I got invited. <laughs> invited. Not invited. She got invited. What year was that? I didn't see that shit. Mm-mm. I don't have the count. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, listen. But. For real, for real, we um we was definitely on some shit in 2016. Like, listen, if I got invited to dinner, um I need a seat for five. <laughs> She's like, Mel, what you doing? I'm like, I'm getting off of work. All right, well, you get ready. Be we about to go here and we about to do this. And I'm like, all right, cool. Well, I got we shit to do. Like, like, why not? Like, why not? It was definitely a time to be alive. Like, I have met so many people, um, and I feel like people that I met in 2016 that know me now, they're like, wow, who is this person? And I'm like, wow, I have no idea. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Because a lot has changed. But aside of just, like, living life and partying it up, I feel like um, some bad shit happened in 2016, too. Like, a lot of things happened that has caused me to be in this space right now in my life like reflecting back and looking at those times I feel like I learned a lot of lessons Mm -hmm. and um being as though that you know I have kids now my responsibilities changed and stuff like 2016 was definitely that year like that was that year for me that I had to go through so many obstacles and so many things that caused me to be like um at unease with myself like mm-hmm. um to really challenge myself right um and you know i want to know from your perspective like from those experiences the good times the bad times like because we here on the globe and we gonna talk about it right. like i've been in situations that i ain't know if i was gonna come out of like you know what right. i'm saying like and um not to throw shade or not to like make anybody feel uncomfortable but my journey is true like mm-hmm. my journey is very much true and I masked a lot of my um, hard times with those party times. And I think that that's what made it the best. Because right now in life, like, when I go through shit, I got to really go through it. Like, I can't mask it with uh, partying or busting it up with all my friends all night. Like, I'm talking about coming home 5, 6 in the morning, getting up to go to work, getting up to go to school at 8. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That shit um, will kill me right now. (laughs) No real shit. I feel like an old fucking bitch. Like <laughs> that shit will kill me right now. Like so, um, I want to hear. I want to hear from your perspective. Like you feel the same. Like I, I feel the same. I mean, I feel like 2016 was a very. It was my good year because I was so caught up in being in a relationship with somebody who didn't value me, and I didn't get it because I was so young and I was in a relationship for so long. It felt like it was a decade. It was like six years and I was just young and I couldn't really live life so 2016 was like the breaking point where I was like man fuck you and I started living life but with living life you know I had a couple little situations where um 2016 where you know April 1st somebody killed my brother he got backdoored by one of his best friends so that was like a bit 
Yeah, rest in peace to my brother. And um, that shit took me back. So then my favorite uncle died June 25th. So I was taking losses back to back. And although that was my prime year and that was everything, I still was like still dealing with some deep ass shit. And um, mm -hmm. although I dealt with it, I got past it and I still made it the best out of the best because the people that, that died, they was fun people. They they wanted to live life. So I'm not going to sit here and dread it and be so caught up in, in my feelings. I just, I did it on my own time. But for the most part, when I came outside and I saw people, I, I lived my best motherfucking life because that's just who I am and that's who the people that died, that's who they were too. So I represent them all the time. So right, I, I was right. cool. But 2016, it was definitely challenging. Um, but for the most part, it was fun. It was, <laughs> like, uh, we had a look, fire. I gotta keep it being fun because I don't think that these new, this like upcoming generation is really gonna understand how how 2016 was such a vibe. Like you would go to cookouts, you would do anything, it'll be yeah, things was happening, but not like they is now. Like mm -hmm. you would be at a cookout, it'd be cool. Like mm -hmm. you like, all right, look, mm -hmm. we all have, we got at the party till three o'clock, four o'clock, seven o'clock in the morning, everybody cool. So how you jump from four to seven, bitch? <laughs> <laughs> We Look, was outside. You no, didn't hear me? for real, because that's how it really used to be. Like, we'd be like, yo, it's all right, it's 4 o'clock. We'd be home soon. we look at the sun. The sun be coming up. Oh, <laughs> hey, sun. Hey, Mr. Sun. <laughs> how you doing? <laughs> look, it was the time. It was the time. Listen, I want to go back to what you said about the losses and stuff. Like, do you feel like during that time, um, you masked a lot of your traumas with how much fun we was having? Yeah. I mean, if it wasn't for the fun that I was having, I'll probably be depressed. i probably be, I ain't even gonna lie, I'll probably be on K&A. Yeah, <laughs> no, no. Bitch, it was really bad. Like, that, that, those losses that I took were really, really deep. And yeah. I fet like it, if it wasn't for the people that I had around and the fun times that I had around to distract my mind, would've took a I would've took a different route. And I'm not saying that I was ever a, a, a junkie or nothing like that. Right, right, right. I, I don't want to disrespect nobody who's ever been an addict or anything like that. But I will say that that was really, it was major losses for me. Like, you seeing the people that you really love that you know that will paint the whole city right for you die and, and knowing that somebody who who they loved and and trusted set them up like you start looking at things different like right so but anyway that was that and if it wasn't for my fun times though i probably would have took a different route mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and that's what it's about and i feel like you know um like how how you mentioned like today's day and age like they don't really Maybe not that they don't want to, but they don't have the chance to experience the freedom that we had. And exactly. I feel like it was so many good vibes and so many good people out here like that. I don't know. I feel like the world took a turn for the worse after right. the pandemic, for real, for real. Mm -hmm. But that's the topic for another day. Um, when I say that we genuinely had fun with good people, like nowadays, like if you was on some shit like how I was, like I'm trying to tell you, like. If anybody was inviting us to the club, anybody was inviting us, all my bitches was coming. Like, mm -hmm. we all outside. Like, and it was that, it was never no weird shit, like, with these niggas. Like, it was okay. never no, like, awkward shit. Nowadays, like, you get and you come across a guy, like, he will definitely have you feeling uncomfortable, feeling separate if you're not putting him no pussy. Mm -hmm. You're not giving him the attention that he wants. Like, and it sucks because... I feel like that sets a bad narrative, like, for these generations to come, like, and like I said, I got girls, I got daughters, like, I want them to live their life, but mm -hmm. above all, I want them to be safe, and exactly. in this world, like, that's, like, unfolding, I don't think there's really much safe space for them, whereas though I feel like 
we had a little bit of a safe space. Like, mm-hmm. and I've really enjoyed it. Like, we bartended together, we bottle service together. Like, we worked in the club. Like, now, like girls that work in the club, like it's different. It's different. different. It's so different. I don't knock nobody for making money, but you could. You can make money by just being a pretty girl and being thorough. Genuinely. Like, you could just make money. Nowadays, it's more so, like, if you don't got your body done, you're not equipped. If you don't got this type of follower on Instagram, you can't can't do what you want to do, even though you're capable and you got got that clientele. People Mm -hmm. looking at just looks. People not even looking at what you can really bring to the table. Yeah, yeah. So... And it's something that just proves to show, like, how much times have changed. Like, not only the fact that, like, you know, if you don't got your body done, you don't got a certain type of follower. If you don't look a certain way, mm-hmm. your chances are really limited out here. And that sucks. That's horrible for the up-and-coming generations. Like, I feel like, you know, I'm glad that I was able to live the way that I live. And now in my life, like, I'm able to look back and actually enjoy um, some of the memories that I made and some of the people that I've met, like mm-hmm. keeping it a hundred, like I still communicate and connect with some people that I met in 2016. Mm-hmm. Motherfuckers are still the same. Like I don't know if other people gonna have that opportunity. Like you know what I'm saying? Like, right. and I'm talking about people that's connected, people that's well and like you know involved with just like getting to it. Like you know what I'm saying? Like right. and right now nowadays like. People don't know how to get to it. That's right. the fucking problem. Like, that's the problem. People don't know how to get to it. So, they out here stepping on each other's toes mm-hmm. and doing all types of nut clown shit. Like, and the world is really spiraling in different directions that, like, you don't even know what's safe anymore. Right. So, definitely going back to 2016, that was definitely a fucking year to be alive. And just, like, although we mentioned about, like, masking traumas and masking, like, hardships with fun, like, me being... 29 years old with two kids, I'm so happy that I was able to experience that time in my life. Me too. Like, um, there's no telling um, how much uh, trauma could have impacted our lives in a negative way. Mm-hmm. And, you know, some people might say it, some people might say it's not the correct way, some people might have their own opinion about it, but when I say I was lit. Nobody could tell me shit. Like shit. (laughs) Nobody could tell me nothing. Nobody shit. When I say I was doing it, I'm talking about paying all the fucking bills in my house. Mm -hmm. If my car got crashed today, I'm buying a new one tomorrow. Period. Listen, like, we outside, Mm -hmm. and I was still... Still second. You're right. Right. Money was still Let's talk about it. And I also want to bring back the fact that on 2016, we was really touching some paper, but we really was around people who was getting some paper, Mm -hmm. and... Mm-hmm. These niggas never touched us. They never fucked us. They never did none of it. They just was around for a vibe. I just want to like let's Clarify. emphasize emphasize the fact that they they was around for a vibe because if we went around certain people for twenty times different different times and they never ever had the impression that we was ever gonna give no pussy up. So I want to let that know. Or disrespect. Or disrespect. They would never what, disrespect. Never. And, and people and I feel like people who bitch we had fallen asleep in people's houses. And people's penthouses, like, like, and never got touched because we do. We carried ourselves in a different way. Yeah, we was fun girls. So let me tell you something. If you are outgoing, fun girl, don't ever think that people won't think that you a fast girl because you had to set that boundary between yourself and those people. That once, once you set that boundary Talk and you it. understand that you is not the ones to be touched. Then people gonna move and they gonna know how to carry you. Yeah. If yeah. you a fast one and you carry yourself like us, then they gonna be like, oh, this bitch a fun bitch. She she fuck anybody. No, we not on it. We never did that. Right. Like, it it was more of a 2016 was more of a vibe. Like, 
I, I dealt with people because of the vibe, not because you had money, because I had money in 2016. I could have did a whole lot of things by myself. Mm-hmm. I never needed nobody, but you just had to always understand the difference between being a fun girl who has boundaries and a fun girl who will fuck anybody because you got some bread. Mm-hmm. We we had that line. And people, a lot of people go vouch for us. You, we've been, mm-hmm. we're invited to everything. We've been around a lot of niggas. Like, we've been around a lot of people. Like, and we've met a lot of people that have a lot of fucking money mm-hmm. and like never have I ever had the experience where a nigga was pressuring me to feel like I had to fuck him to get his attention like it has never been that way and how Melanie said like things have changed like not only about getting your body done and like looking a certain way having a certain type of like like a certain number of likes and clout on social media I feel like back when I was working and when I was like out in nightlife and stuff like People fucked with me because I had good customer service. The shit Mm -hmm. that mattered. The stuff that mattered. Good Good customer service. Good drinks. Like, offering, you know what I mean? Like, a good time. Like, not Mm -hmm. a good time as in fucking, but, like, I'm dancing, vibing. I'm coming to check on your table. I'm going to make sure you good. I don't want no messy-ass, dirty-ass table. Like, if you eating your food, I'm going to make sure ain't no dancers coming over to ruin your appetite. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm going to make sure you're good. Nowadays, like, bitches just looking for a check. Nah, I'm not gonna lie. I'm not even throwing no shit to nobody. Because yeah, no shade, ain't, no shade. I still, I'm still in a light life. Like I still bartend. I still do my thing. I still do what I do when okay. I do it. There she but um, it's just like nowadays the the. the the dancers is strippers. Like you, the dynamic is yeah, different. Like that, you can vouch because you still in yeah. nightlife. Like I said, like like you said, you still in nightlife. So. Niggas probably look at you a certain way because of how these other females are mm-hmm. carrying themselves. Like, and we don't even got to get into that. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, that's corny. Listen, let me let you know now. I'll make my fucking money because I am who I am. And I'm that never going to change that shit because if I was who, if I was influenced by the girls that are getting money now, I would never cut a check. Because you know why these bitches is fucking and I don't care. I said what I said. But, you know, I ain't, I ain't knocking nobody for their hustle. I'm just saying this is this is just, we was yeah. brought up in a different time. Like, you ain't saying nothing, like, wrong. Ain't it, say nothing wrong. It is what it is. Right. And I feel like you probably get more play and more clientele because you are thorough and you mm-hmm. do keep it a mean. Like, never have I ever found myself lying or finessing somebody to get what I want. You're going to know what Here it is it. from the beginning and I don't have to act like something that I'm not to get what I want from you. You either going to meet me where I'm at or you're going to keep that shit pushing because it's more where you came from. Period. I'm not even in nightlife, but I just carry myself that way as a person. Like, I've never felt, even working nightlife, like, I've never felt like I had to overdo anything to try to get a certain um, appearance or for people to fuck with me a certain way. Like, I've always carried it the way that I carry it. And like my bitch said... Niggas just fuck with you off of a good vibe. You a pretty girl. You chills. Like, you not on no weird, goofy shit. Like, I'm trying to tell you, we have spent the night in penthouses. We have spent the night, like, out and nobody never disrespected. Nobody never made... We took a fucking trip, like, three to four hours away. Like, me and my bitches, like, we was outside, like, and nobody never tried no goofy shit. Like, and, and I could genuinely, like, appreciate that. So, if... You know who you are. You know where you stand in my life. Like, I feel like I really want to express that I appreciated those encounters because now in today's age, like, I don't think these girls going to get the chance to have that. Right. Like, a lot of these niggas out here is fucking weird. Weird. <laughs> I got a son, so I hope that when my son grow up, he's cool and he thorough. He will and, be. And, he will be. Yeah, and I hope that he carry himself well because, you know what, he's so respectful. I I I, I like look at my son and be like, I, you ain't nothing like these upcoming little little boys. Cause right, right. when I was growing up, 
I had some thorough niggas around me, but mm-hmm. my son, my son gonna be cool. I know he gonna be cool because he got he got some good people around him who's trying to stand you up, who know? stands up, yeah, um, examples of life, yeah. And that you know, like, and that's another thing, like you know, like being able to just raise kids and really um, appreciate the values that you've always had. Like, I know that the way to keep up and stuff is to like you know, um, get accustomed to trends mm-hmm. and, you know, change the narrative and all of those things. But I said, fuck all of that. Right. Like, <laughs> I stand on what I say. Like, right. I'm raising daughters. Like, mm-hmm. Melanie got a son. I got two girls. And I want my girls to know they don't have to do nothing they don't want to do. Mm-hmm. They don't have to bend, flip, do no, do no goofy shit for no attention. Like, and it's a shame because who is to say that they are going to encounter the same type of people that I encountered? But one thing for sure, two things for certain, I want my girls to know that they can stand on their own two feet. Okay. I want my girls to know that you don't got to do nothing you don't want to do. You don't have to accept nothing you don't want to accept. Exactly. And the unfortunate factor is that, you know, they may encounter some niggas out here that's going to try them. But I need mm-hmm. to raise them to understand that, Nobody flying for that shit. Mm-hmm. Like, nobody is going for that. Like, and I feel like that's where I set the tone and set those boundaries back when I was in my prime. Like, mm-hmm. how Melanie said, I set those boundaries and people knew where they, you know what I mean? Like, where I drew the line. Mm-hmm. Like, nobody was crossing certain boundaries and I've respected that. And I feel like, you know, I'm not going to sit here and say I ain't never, you know, um, pop my little cat. <laughs> Let's talk about it. I ain't going to say I ain't never pop my little kid, you know. But I will say that it was always on my fucking terms. Like, I do what I do when I want to do it. Okay? Because, listen, like, we going to talk about it. Like, ain't no sugarcoating. Like, we here, we talking about it. And I'm definitely one of them people. Like, Mm -hmm. if I was trying yummy, (laughs) like, if I had a little itch, I need you to scratch it. Like... You know, you like, know. it is what it is. I ain't have no responsibilities. I ain't have no man. I was coming out of a crazy domestic relationship. Yeah. Like, I was, listen, when I say in my prime. I was in my prime, too, but then I started dealing with somebody who was younger shut than I Shut that shit down. No, not even shut that shit down. I'm playing, I'm playing, I'm playing. Not even shut that shit down. He was younger. Don't come for me, don't come for me. No, bitch. He was younger. Set it straight, sir. He was younger, but he was also very mature and... All my bitches I brought around him, he was very respectful. Everybody loved him. But he was young, and he was like, look, I'm trying I'm trying to do my thing when I do it. And I was like, you know what? I can't be mad at him because I just had got out of, out of a relationship, uh, also a domestic relationship that I was also in. Mm-hmm. And he made me feel good. He, like, spoke good things into me. Like, I still, like, I would never fuck with him again, but I speak highly of him because he put me in a good mindset in my place, and he gave me peace because I was in a really fucked up place. But he wanted to have an open situation. So, yeah, we had an open relationship. That like, came a lot of shit, though. It did kill We was outside. We was outside. We was pulling the fuck up. We was outside. <laughs> Listen, that's the bad part. We was that's outside. That's what I'm saying. Like, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, we had really good times, but for real, for real, that shit had us in our like when I say in our prime, like so much happened. Like in your prime, don't only mean good times. Yeah, let's exactly. talk about it. Let's, let's talk, talk about, about that. Yeah, being in your prime don't only mean having good times. No. Like that shit get difficult. Okay, that shit get dark. <laughs> Because sometimes you so in your prime, you so having fun, and then when bad times come and you don't know how to 
adjust to the fact that the times is bad. Mm. Now you like, damn, what am I supposed to do with this? Because fuck, the, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. I'm going here. I'm setting this shit. Oh no, exactly. We were setting this shit. No, don't try. No. Don't try to downplay it. it don't try to downplay it. Knocking bitches' doors down. Like, Thank stop you. playing with me. Fighting bitches and bitches slices faces because they was mad they wasn't winning. Let's fucking set that straight. Okay. Bitch. We wasn't going to talk about it, but we going to talk about no, it. No, we going to talk about that shit because fuck <laughs> out of here. Like, no. But listen, we definitely had times where, like, you know, a lot of shit happening. It definitely took um, some willpower <laughs> to get us out of them dark places. The fun. The fun. We going to say the fun. The fun brought us out of them dark places mm-hmm. because... Listen, one thing you knew was not to play with us. Like, and I feel very much, um, I feel very much um, <laughs> blessed <laughs> to say that I'm in a different place in my life. Because certain shit don't deserve your energy. Let's start there. But, you Absolutely. know, when you, like, in your prime, like how Mel said, like, when you in your prime, like, you get into situations, you're like, damn, I can't go out like no bitch. Mm-hmm. I can't go out like no punk. Like, mm-hmm. we ain't doing that. Mm-hmm. Like, so you had to set the record straight. And I feel like... People may have labeled me as crazy, drawn, nutty, like, ugh, so many names that I don't even want to say. Most <laughs> <laughs> the time they don't even know what the fuck going on in your life. They just say, they just, they just see your character and how you carry yourself, and they want to already assume that you're this type of person, but you really not. But we was fine. But we, but we was, was fine. Yeah, exactly. Bitch, give a fuck what you said about me. I said what I said, and I stand on what I said. And I'm a good time. I'm a good time. I like to have fun. Listen, and moving forward, like, you know, just because we had those moments in our life, they were all teachable moments. They were all moments that I'm grateful that I went through. Mm -hmm. Like, I cannot sit here and say, like, oh, I regret that I went through this. Like, never. Maybe, like, some stuff. Some stuff that's after 2016. Yeah, like, maybe a little bit. But, you know, that's another topic. I just want to disclose a little bit just to let y'all know, like, I'm gonna tell y'all something. Don't judge us. But listen, when I tell you pulling up on my bitch three in the morning, like bitch with the ski masks and the knives, <laughs> popping tires all fucking night, <laughs> bitch breaking windows, stop playing with us. We're not and then doing beeping, beep, 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 come, yeah, outside. come outside. Look what I did. Yeah. Look at the masterpiece. Like, I'm trying to tell you, like, things really got dark for some people. But I just want to say that it's been such a time to be alive. Like, ooh, a shot for that? I'm only pouring a fucking shot in here. Lord, I got to pick up my children. Listen, we, we, we inside, outside, okay? But listen, point of the matter is 2016 and, you know, a year, a couple of years after that, like, Nevaeh wasn't born since 2019, so I had a little bit of time to get myself together. Mm-hmm. But even with, you know, Melanie speaking her piece, like, sometimes you don't got time to get yourself together. Mm-hmm. So we're going to talk about how we adjusted, how we um, got to, our, you know. Our point right now. Our responsibilities and mm-hmm. how we got to get to this where point. we are right mm-hmm. now. So, moving into the next segment of this episode, you know, once we came out of our 2016 bad bitch, um, littest fuck era, we had to gain some responsibility. And Melanie gonna tell us what that's looking like. And how have we evolved from those moments and those times in our lives? Okay, so... We talked about how fun 2016 was, how um, how lit and turned up it was always. Um, I honestly was um, 
one of the first people in my circle to have a baby. So um, in 2016, at the end of it, I was coming off a thing that I met someone who I really um, felt the world for. And in March, I met him. And then by the time June came, I was already pregnant. I had my son, my son in 2016, I mean 2017, at the end of the year in December. I had oh, wait, hold on, March. You said March. June. Yeah. March, April, May, June. So short four months. Yeah, short four months. Um, but because me and this person were so much alike and that was really my soulmate, I felt that having a kid at that particular moment was the right thing to do. Um, although I really didn't, wasn't full deep into our personal relationship, I just felt like it was right. So anyways, 2017, December came. I had my son on my mom's birthday. I had him three months early. And honestly, when I got pregnant, life changed for real because I had to adjust to the fact that life was never going to be about just me anymore. I really had to be a supporter, a provider, a nurturer for an individual who wasn't here yet. So when I became a mom in 2017, my life really, really changed for the for the better, I honestly could say, because I was wilding the fuck out. We going to be real. I was wilding the fuck out. And to be honest... Um, I'm glad that my son came when he came. He kind of saved me in, in a lot of ways that, honestly, I can't even explain. Humble juice slows you the fuck up. Yeah, yeah. he know, slowed me the fuck down for sure because mm -hmm, I was out here mm -hmm. acting crazy. Yeah, but, and we all go through those moments. Like, so, you know, um, stopping for a second to just um, appreciate that those times were, like, good times that, you know, you were slowed down for all of the right reasons. And everything happens for a reason, truthfully. So, you know, um, for Melanie, it was a very short time after her prime, like we talked about, that she had to um, really adjust and get um, equipped to her new lifestyle. But um, it definitely happens all in the right timing. And um, the blessing in all of this is that it's for life. Like, mm -hmm. this connection, like, that you have with your kids, it sets a tone of responsibility on you. And I'm speaking from my perspective. Mm -hmm. Like, it really it really um, makes reality set in. Like, you no longer have to just um, support yourself and advocate for yourself, but you have to advocate for these kids that really can't advocate for themselves. So, um... We're going to talk about it. We're going to get into detail as to, you know, like how um, drastic of a change our life made um, after this season in our life of just trauma, drama, um, heartache, um, you know, learning and growing experiences. Like those experiences no longer served as like the most important times of our life, but instead the most learning times of our life, like the most, um, the most that you could like get out of those times. Right. Um, so like I had some time after 2016, um, to really figure out, um, where I was going and what direction I was going. And me, myself, I feel like I had a baby pretty early on in my relationship. So, you know, moving forward, like, that's no longer a choice or like you don't have much of an option after that to just like make 
decisions for self or make decisions for, you know, what works best for you. Like, it's more um, based off of how things are going to move around your child. So um, how did you adjust and when did you feel that you needed, like, what made you feel that it was the right time and that you needed to adjust in ways that, you know, will propel you in a better, more successful direction for your child? So obviously 2016 was lit. It was fun. But once you have a baby, that shit changes. So it's a, I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. It took me It took me a while to, to adjust to having a fact that the, my life that I was living was never about to be about me anymore. So for me, it was more so about understanding that that 2016 period of my life was the fuck over. Um, I had to realize that I'm really somebody's provider. I had to make sure that this person eats, sleep, is healthy as, as well, um, eats, and everything in life that they're not able to do. I was, I was that person for that person. So... It took me a while, I'm not gonna lie. I was really going through hard, like postpartum, it really hit me really, really hard. And although I wasn't fully aware that I was really going through postpartum, I was surrounded by people who really had been through it and had was trying to tell me, but I wasn't trying to hear that shit. We're gonna be honest. I was not trying to hear that shit. I'm like, what are you talking about? I'm not trying to go I'm not going through shit. But I really was because it was just like I was there. I loved my baby more than anything. But at the same time, I was like, what the fuck is going on? Like, mm -hmm. my yeah. life was just lit just a year ago. I'm 23. I just turned 24. Like, I had a whole life to live. I was supposed to be the rich auntie. I was about to have, if I didn't have no kids by 25, I said that shit was Trump. Mm -hmm. But my son, like I said, is a blessing all around. It, it just took me a really, really, really long time to adjust to that shit. Yeah. Um, what would you say um, caused, like, that that significant light bulb switch? Like, um, was it the first time you saw him? Was it your first experience, like, when he first was born? Um, like, what about your experience made it so that you made those changes? So I would say um, that... When I first had him, because he was born so early, he was born two pounds, 10 ounces, I have to really, really, like, be like, wow, this is really a blessing. He's healthy. He doesn't really need too much. Um, when I was in the NICU and we were going through, I, I personally was going through all those different life changes and experiences and emotions because, you know, us pregnant women, we go through a lot of shit. But when in those times, I really was like, oh, my God, this is crazy. But when I was when he was in the NICU, I went to go see him one day and I had like an episode of a stroke. That's really when everything really changed for me because I, I could have been handicapped. I could have been, you know, disabled. I could have right. been, you know, someone who wasn't able to be there for my child. Right. So in that particular moment, that's when really my life really changed around. And it was like, I was like, yeah, I got to buckle the fuck down because life is short. If I'm not able to be there for my child, then I'm going to have to leave him in somebody else's hand. And not saying that nobody else in my circle or my in my life and my family would take care of him, but it's nothing like a mother's love. So mm -hmm, we're going to be mm -hmm. honest. It's like, you're not going to tell me you're going to take better care of my kid even if you wanted to, mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. so, I, I at that point I was like, yeah, you gotta you gotta get your shit together. So, yeah, that's when it should change. It was no longer like fun and games. Mm -hmm, like no, somebody else. It was like, serious. Cause like somebody else's life is at your expense. Like mm -hmm. somebody else, somebody else's well being is at like your cost of like decisions that you make. Mm -hmm. Um, and I would say like even for me, like I had my daughter in 2019. So what's that? Three years later, like two years later. So, um, 
even with that, like, I feel like I adjusted, um, my adjustment was difficult as well. Like, I still was used to responding negatively to situations. Like, you know, um, not to put myself out there, but, you know, um, I found myself reacting from my past traumas in my new relationship that was just causing more trauma versus, like, really learning from those experiences. Like, so now looking back at that time in my life from 2016 to 20. 23 like I just feel like I went through a really rough patch in my life where I did not understand and um move from a level-headed perspective whether it was as a mom as a woman as a person like I just was so used to trauma responses and drama and you know the negative way that we used to handling shit like you know what I mean like how we mentioned earlier like pulling the fuck up like popping out like you know going off deep end like I had to realize that that no longer was the way to move um once you know I had this responsibility like my daughter's life relied in my hands like so um it took a little bit and it is an adjustment like and I'm glad that you mentioned that because it's not something that you can switch on and switch off up until you really grasp the like um concept of how serious and how important it is to be able to uh stray away from those toxic responses and those trauma responses that we're so used to reacting to um so you know moving forward with just how um we've evolved as people and how we adjust to the things that occur in our life from time to time like what would you say has caused significant change or if you're not in that space then that's okay too like um we are here to discuss and to be open about our experience in life because something that you may be going through or struggling with may help somebody else so you know from my perspective, like, I, you know, I want to ask you, like, what is it that you feel you're going through and you're dealing with? Like, are you still dealing with negative, toxic ways of handling things? Like, are you on a healing journey? Like, how are you handling these moments? Um, how have you adjusted as a mother? Like, let's, let's dig into it. Let's talk about it. Right. So, um, my son is now five. Um, he's going to be six this year. And I feel like I'm in between healing and still having my toxic ways. So I can't say I'm completely healed and I'm not saying I'm all the way like I used to because I used to pop off like a fucking, like nothing. Like mm -hmm. I'm one of the bitches don't play with me because I will show you not to play with me. Mm -hmm. But as I got older and I realized that how important the way I moved reflects on my child, mm -hmm. I, I ended up like, you know, just adjusting to that simple factor because we are so important in our kids' life. What we do, how we move, what we do. I mean, of course, what we do. Um, anything that we do, it, it reflects on our child. So mm -hmm, if we're not being mm -hmm. good parents or we're not being a good individual or ourselves, then that's going to be reflecting on our kids. And how they grow up has a lot to do with us. Right. So right. I was like, look, I could pop off. I could do this. I could do that. But I'm, I'm getting to the point where I'm like, I'm too old for this shit. Like, I'm not about to sit here and keep doing this over and over and I was when my son was six months old his dad decided to be in a, a, a whole different relationship but which which brought me into a very very negative 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 space and right. and from that point on I felt like I was fucking going crazy I was literally like oh my god how the fuck did he dare but then I also didn't look at how I pushed him away 
and made him go a different direction because of how I was going about the situation about our kid or, you know, just postpartum in general. But I feel like women need to understand that when, when we go through postpartum, we don't really see it most times. And if a man is really truly being helpful and being there for you and you're not really giving him the, the appreciation that he needs, he's going to stray away. He's going to go try to find something that's going to give him a peace of mind if you're not that peace yeah. of mind for him. so when and, that's a- and, you know, like not to cut you off, but, like, I feel like that is true, and I feel like we do have to understand where people are coming from, and we have to meet people where they're at. Mm-hmm. When you are in a committed relationship or you're devoted to something, like, once you have a kid, like, I feel like I might be biased because I'm a woman, but I also feel like men don't understand the struggles that we go through as women. So I respect what you're saying and I respect your perspective of pushing a man away. But my perspective on that is like, if we dug in and we deep in this shit, like you want to meet me halfway. Like mm-hmm. you don't understand what I'm going through. You don't understand what I'm feeling. So you're want to meet me where I'm falling short. Mm-hmm. Like, don't completely make it your fault. And me as your friend, as, you know, glow on the glow up, mm-hmm. I'm a very much advocate of woman empowerment. And although I respect what you say, I don't never want you to feel like it's your fault that a man didn't fulfill his responsibility when it came to you. Right. And no shade to anybody, no disrespect to anybody, but my purpose and my reason for opening up this podcast and being there for the people that I love is to serve as that reminder. Like, nothing that you ever did made somebody do nothing else. Like, Mm -hmm. if if, if people were not meant to be in your life for certain reasons or not meant to fulfill your shoes for certain reasons, that is not your fault. Right. Because you were going through a hard time, you were going through postpartum, that was not your fault. You are worthy and you are capable of Mm -hmm. attracting people that are supposed to be in your life for the reasons that they're supposed to be in your life. Right. And I say that with no pun intended, no disrespect to anybody. This message goes out to anybody that is in a space where they can they can't help but blame themselves for why somebody wasn't able to fulfill a shoe that they were essentially there for because if mm. the shoe was on the other foot naturally us as women we coming through we making sure that we are playing our parts to the best that we can so when we fall short we need that same energy reciprocated so i respect what you feel and i respect what you're saying but as somebody that loves you i want to remind you that you did the best that you could. Right. You was going through a lot of things. You were going through a lot of changes that you probably didn't even know that you were going to go through as a first-time mom. Right. So I respect you, and I love you enough to remind you that you that bitch, even when you felt like you wasn't, even when you felt like you was pushing somebody away. People are supposed to be who they're supposed to be no matter what. A boss is a boss in every room that he walks in. Period. So you don't have to dumb nobody, like dim nobody's light. You don't have to shed light on nobody's responsibility when it comes to you. So right. you did your thing, and, you know, I want to make sure that I remind you of that because you went through a lot of shit, and I know personally things that you've been through, and I want you to know that you're worthy of genuine commitment. Right. And it's not your fault that you strayed or pushed nobody away. And it's not nobody else's fault if anybody else is strayed away because who's supposed to be there? They gonna be there. Right. Okay? Go ahead. I'm sorry to cut you off. No, you could. I mean, I, I agree, but I'm also a person who, who likes to look at situations from both sides. And I'm not going to say that it was only... 
precisely a, a, a specific person or I didn't play my part or they didn't play the part. Maybe we were just weren't on the same page at that mm -hmm. particular time. And you know that's I mean? okay. And that's perfectly fine. Maybe I was here, you were there, and we just tried to meet and at that particular point, we couldn't be on the same page. Mm -hmm. So like mm -hmm. I said, it's not, I'm not saying that I did push somebody away. I was just saying that this is what I was going through and I could understand if that was the reason for okay. that particular situation. Not mm -hmm. saying that that was right. Right. Not saying that I was wrong, not saying that I was right, whatever the case is, however it plays out. I'm just simply saying that if this is what, what's going to happen and this is how it's going to be, then two people had to be on the same page, doing the same thing for them to be on whatever they on and for things to work and, you know, go Flow smooth. Accordingly. Yeah, mm -hmm. exactly. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. And and that's okay. Like, and I feel like, you know, that's the purpose of just moving forward and growing. Like, mm -hmm. and outgrowing old habits. Like, you learn to look at things from a different perspective. You learn to be open and to, um, you know, adjust to different people's ways of thinking. But I'm going to be honest. I was in a place in my life in 2016, 2017, maybe even 2018, where I ain't give a fuck what nobody else was thinking. This mm -hmm. shit was my show. I was running my big movie, and I ain't give a fuck about what nobody else was feeling. I ain't care how I was affecting anybody else. I was just in my, my prime and living my best life. So... I definitely can feel and I definitely understand where you come from when you say that you're looking at things from a different perspective, but I can say that now as mm -hmm. a 29-year-old woman with two kids. Exactly. Like, I could never have spoken from that perspective back when I first had my daughter. And I think that that's something that, you know, really needs to be shed, like, light needs to be shed on because... That comes with growth. That comes with time. That comes with understanding that, you know, um, sometimes you're going to have to compromise. Sometimes you're going to have to work um, what may seem to you like backwards so that you can be on the same page with somebody that you have a kid with or somebody that, you know, um, is helping you or whatever the case um, may pan out to be. You have to find the um, maturity to um, grow with somebody versus like, um, think that the way that you move and the things that you do are, um, of greater value or right. of best solution for situations. So I can understand that. And I respect that. Um, now how about with trauma responses aside of being a mom as a person, like with the trauma responses, how do you think that you have evolved? Like, um, with, your experience from 2016 we maxed a lot of our emotions and traumas with fun and with um going out and drinking and having fun and and getting high you know what i'm saying like so how has that changed for you as an adult as a mother as a person so dealing with trauma as i was younger was really difficult because um i didn't know how to um deal with my emotions. I did because I was very always outspoken. If I have something to say, I'm going to say it wherever I'm at, who, with whoever is there. That's just something that's always been in me. Um, but when I was younger, it was more so like I never really want nobody to know what I was really going through. And if I did, but as I got older, I was able to speak on what bothers me, explain where I was coming from, do this, do that, to get to for people to understand why I was in a specific um, headspace and 
it's just changed a lot now that I am 29 years old, almost 30. I feel like more I've more I've been more in tune with God, having a relationship with Him, learning how to not interact with the negativity that comes about my life because I have I have that come towards me every single day and I'm just learning how to every day find a solution to not make me trigger back to the person that I was in 2016 or even the person I was in 2018 like right. those are two different people even the person that I was six months ago is, too, is different right. but right, right now I'm just learning how to be able to emotionally be healed so that I can be the best version of myself to anyone I meet and especially to the people who I love and who I got closest to especially my son Right. like that's right. the most person that his opinion about how I am as an individual matters the most. I don't give a fuck about what nobody else say because I'm still going to be who I am. And, and I, I don't think people understand the journey that you're on because they're not there with you going right. through that journey. Right. So, um, yeah, so it's, it's changed a lot. I am definitely not who I was in 2016. I'm so, so, so much further in the game and, and so much more healed and so much better than I was because honestly I've had situations that happened like two days ago and I'm like damn if this was me last year mm -hmm, I'd be mm -hmm. out there acting fucking crazy right but right. because I'm not there I, I'm very blessed and I'm yeah. very 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 thankful that I'm able to have made it to this particular point so right right and I feel that too. Like I feel like energy changes, and I feel like as time passes and time evolves, as you realize as time evolves, you realize that like certain things not worth your energy, like certain things not worth your time. And like the unfortunate factor here is that you can work really hard on bettering yourself and being the best version of yourself, but then you have those people around you that consistently trigger the old version of you. Yeah. And that's what this healing journey is about. That's what outgrowing old habits is about. That's what you know. Essentially, we're here to talk. about about like back in the day had I encountered some of the things that I've encountered in this day and age I probably wouldn't have responded as level-headed as I would have not solely because I'm a mom and not solely because I'm grown but just as a person just in general just being true to my commitment to myself like through my journey through my encounters with people um it's definitely um a struggle and it's not nothing that comes by easily like it's not easy to really do the work it's not easy to turn the left cheek when somebody pushing your buttons it's not easy to move on in, in accordance to the ways that God would move or you know what I mean like um if you're not a religious person just being a genuine level-headed person like that's hard sometimes and we all have toxic in us um, even when we don't want to be toxic, we still have those toxic traits because we're human and we're innate and we're in this world living an innate experience, living the human experience. Um, so, you know, I definitely feel like time has changed and the ways that I would have responded, even you from based off of what you were saying, um, ways that we would have responded in the past that we were able to mask or just move forward through, um, fun and just like interactions with people and just like, masking those emotions like we're more um inclined to have to deal with those emotions right because as adults like we can't just duff our kids or go live our best life and not deal with what we're going through because they're still going to be there like those issues are still going to be there like so we have no choice but to deal with them we have no choice but to figure out the best way to um, handle our emotions and handle ourselves accordingly. Okay. So, 
you know, if anything, um, I want to ask and I want to touch base with you, you know, any messages that you want to relay or anything that you want to leave anybody with from this experience in this podcast episode today, mm-hmm. um, coming from Melanie B, what would you like for any, anybody to take away from this podcast, um, with you as our special guest? I just want to let people know that, um, that know that at the end of each dark tunnel, there's a light and that regardless of what you're going through, as long as you stay prayed up and you are comfortable and, and you are taking yourself sacred, you're always going to come on top. No matter what the fuck people say, stand true on what you want in life and just know that to never kick away the people that love you for real because those are the people that are going to help you through dark times even if you don't um that part. always understand that god is good amen god is always good he's not ever going to put you in a predicament where you're not able to come off fucking top mm-hmm. and if you know that you are always going to be that it bitch okay um it doesn't matter what fucking situation you win there's always a solution. That part. That's it. And that's that all. And, you know, I wanted to touch base because just because it came across my mind as my girlfriend was talking, you know, sometimes people will judge you based off of how you talk and, like, how, like, you respond to situations and stuff. And one thing I want to mention is that God knows your heart. So there's times that I'm talking to God and I'm like, hey, Lord, what the <laughs> fuck am I going through, right? And then I'll be like, damn, I, I just cursed in the same sentence that I was talking about God. Listen, God knows my heart, and God knows who he created. God knows what's going on. Like, God knows where I'm coming from, and it's all coming from a genuine deep space. So, you know, before you turn your cheek and you look up at somebody with a side eye because of the way that they express themselves or the things that they say, like, realize that, Everybody's journey is unique and everything that everybody goes through is essential to their experience here on life, here on earth. And, um, you know, with that being said, the message that was relayed, like, I feel like was definitely one to be memorable. Like, something that we have gone through in our life from 2016 to now, 2023, I've experienced growth in my girlfriend and even in myself that is an immense change from who we were at one point in our life to now. And I'm so grateful to, you know, the people that have encouraged that growth, to the people that have pushed us in a positive direction to be able to reflect and take a moment to enjoy those times because who doesn't like a little bit of drama? Like, (laughs) we was in a little bit of drama. We was a little drama-filled at one point. I also want to add to what I was trying to say is one thing I'm learning and trying to get through is stop being so fucking judgmental because you do not know what people are going through, what journey they fight in. People, people could come off and be the best person you think they are the whole time. They battling things that you would never know about. So stop. I'm, I'm not going to say I completely stop that particular aspect of my life, but I'm learning that being judgmental does not get me anywhere and that doesn't make me a better person than someone I'm talking about. Right. So that being said, stop talking about people, focus on yourself mm-hmm. and do what you do best. That's yeah. it. And I had an episode on here not so long ago that was talking about just like focusing on yourself mm-hmm. and just like 
putting out good energy. Like, you put out good energy, that shit gonna come back tenfold. Like, mm-hmm. you focusing on all the wrong things is not gonna put you in a better position. Like, when you fill up your time and your space with positive encounters and just, like, focused on yourself, you don't got time to think about nobody else. You don't mm-hmm. got time to worry about what nobody else is doing. Right. So... That's what we got for y'all today on the Glow Up. Shout out to my girl Melanie B for being a part. I don't know who the fuck it is. You already know. <laughs> we are definitely um, excited to put out this episode. So if you like what you heard today, make sure you comment. Make sure you let us know what you thought about the episode. I will make sure I put a questionnaire um, on this podcast so that you can go ahead and leave your opinion. Before we go, we have um, some engagement for the podcast, and I got some questions that I'm going to ask my girl from three different categories. We have the what if category, have you ever category, and to be or not to be category. So we're going to pick a number from one to ten, and that's the number question that I'm going to ask you for every category. Okay. All right, y'all, so in this last segment of the podcast, I'm going to ask three questions from three different categories. We have to be or not to be, have you ever, and what if category. So I'm going to have my guest pick a um, number, and that is the question that I am going to ask for all three categories. So I'm going to have my girl pick a number, and we just want to ask the questions. So she hasn't seen these questions. This ain't no premeditated we going to pick a number. What's um, the number? From what? One to one ten. To ten. Um, seven. Seven. All right. So number seven, the category is what if. Number seven is what if you hit the lottery? What if I hit the lottery? Um, I, first and foremost, I want to make sure that my village is taken care of, which is all the people who help me with my child, because that's important for me. In life, if I ever fell through, I know that the people that I would give the money to or invest in will make sure that my son will be taken care of, and that's major for me. So if I did that, I would invest in them, and if and then after that, I'll probably um, invest in uh, women's shelters and stuff like that for the poor people or you know homeless people, whoever kind of people. Okay, that's my that's my thing. Okay, that was the answer. Um, okay, so now the second category is have you ever? Number seven reads, have you ever used someone for what they could do for you even though you ain't fuck with them for real? Mm. Mm, um <laughs> <laughs> Yes and okay. no. Um in this in this particular situation it would be more so sexually if I wanna be real with, with, yeah. with myself. Yeah, that's long. Yeah, you know what I mean? I need a little fix and <laughs> a little And I just wasn't comfortable doing that shit with other people. So, um, yeah, that category, yes, um, that would be my thing. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, and now we are moving on to to be or not to be category. Number seven, reads. Oh, damn. Okay. <sighs> To bring someone back from the dead for a period of time or receive $1 million? Wow. Damn. That's deep. But I probably would take um, bringing somebody back from the dead. You I would? Feel like, yeah, I would. I mean, money is money, and I feel like you would find different ways to make it. And 
investing yourself in just be smart about how to spend and how to save and what investments you have to make um so if i could see somebody who has died that that meant really the world to me i'll probably i'll take that over over money any day money's money but yeah. seeing somebody who's never going to come back again is you know is different okay so that sparks a second um concept for me um so now the question reads to bring someone back from the dead for a period of time. So with that, um, you realize that it will bring another layer of grievance because it's only for a period of time. So that person essentially is going to die again, again right? Mm -hmm. Or be taken from you again. Mm -hmm. You're willing to go through that again. Yeah, I feel like at this point, um, you know, you never really grow out of grief. You just grow through it. Okay. And so I feel like if somebody came back from the dead and I only had a, a period amount of time with them, I would appreciate that time more than when they were actually here and I didn't know they were going to be taken taken away from me. So I would take that and, and and make it the best that I can. Right. And I would know how to deal with the fact that this person is not going to be here maybe tomorrow or the next day, but at least I can live in that particular moment and be like, damn, this shit, I really needed this conversation, this talk, this 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 hug, this this kiss, this time for us to like bond one more last time before you had to go where you had to go. So I would take that. Damn, that's deep. Mm -hmm. That's deep. And obviously I created these questions, but even for me, like, um, I have to really figure out my answer and think deep about like what my answer will be because um my grieving experiences are really rough and um mm -hmm. I don't know that I would be able to tolerate some of those grievances that I've experienced um, again. Mm -hmm. Like, almost like reopening those wounds. Mm -hmm. um, so, for you to say that, like, I feel like that shows how strong of a person you are because to know that, you know, you can have wish somebody back for a period of time and then know that at some point you're going to have to, like, relive that hurt and that pain. Like, um, it takes a strong person to understand that that is what's going to happen and you're willing to do that. So um, I commend you for that. Thank you. Um, um, so, listen, y'all, that concludes this episode on The Glow Up outgrowing old habits i hope you really enjoyed this episode melanie i appreciate you coming on you are my girl gang you already know how it's coming you already know where it's going i appreciate you coming on the show i appreciate your support um i appreciate all the genuine information that you put out and um i want to make sure that i offer you a message before we go mm -hmm. i love you I am so grateful to have had the encounters and the experiences that we have had through our lifetime. Mm -hmm. It is really um, a pleasure to watch you grow through your journey. Mm -hmm. um, I wish you all of the best things in life, and I always want to be able to be there for you as mm -hmm. far as um, being a reminder that you deserve all of the best things in life. You are a great person. You are a great mother. You are truly an example of a goal-getter in this life. And 
don't let anybody take that from you. Don't let anybody ever um, pull your card or make you think that your journey is less of what you know it is. Um, I love you more than just words can explain. And um, I appreciate the time that I had with you on this earth, all of the experiences that we have had together. And moving forward, I want to remind you that nobody can take your greatness from you but you. Likewise. So, mm-hmm. moving forward, you that bitch. Period. We have had some great times together. Mm-hmm. And I'm excited to see what the rest of life brings. Because right. we lit, sis. Oh, period. I just want to say that I'm love. I love you. I'm super proud for you sticking through something, putting your mind to it. Because, you know, this was Thank like you. this was like an ongoing thing we kept talking about. And you never put you in. I'm like, bitch, you got to get it. You got to do what you got to do. do. But uh-huh. I'm really proud of you. I want to say, you know, I, you. I, I do admire your journey, how far you've come, how much you've grown as a friend, as a mom, as everything. You've always been very super supportive of me and my decisions, whether it was good or bad. Yeah, so, you that's know. That's what we do. Okay. And I just want to say that you that bitch, girl. Oh, you know, you know the vibe. Period, period. You know the vibe. So, listen, <laughs> that's all we got for y'all on this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Through your journey, make sure you take the high road and just allow yourself to be graceful with yourself as always. Mm-hmm. I leave you guys with some good information and a topic, mm-hmm. outgrowing old habits. But we are out of here, Global Gang. Peace and love. Catch y'all next week. Bye. Bye.